From the wheat fields of the Thumb to the cherry trees on the Third Coast, Michigan grows more than 300 different foods and products that we all enjoy every day. We're on a mission to find every local restaurant, manufacturer, and food company sourcing their ingredients right here in the mitten. And in the process, bridge the gap between the farm and your fork. We want to introduce you to all things Michigan agriculture and food. This is Michigan AF. Welcome to the Michigan AF podcast. I'm your host, Noelle Nachreiner. This podcast was developed to bridge the gap between the field and the fork. And a great example of an organization who's doing just that is Soil to Service. Soil to Service is a nonprofit organization that was formed in 2017, and its focus is on the connection of humans and food. Today, I'm joined by the co-founders, John Piazza and Jeremy Abbey, who are going to share more about Soil to Service and its mission. Welcome to our podcast, guys. Hey, thank you, Noel. We're glad to be here. Thanks for having us. Thanks for joining us. So let's start by just learning a little bit more about each of you and the paths that brought you to Soil to Service. John, you can go first. Sure. Thank you, Jeremy. So my name is John Piazza, and um, uh, my entire life has been focused on food, uh, really started in the kitchens as a dishwasher uh, and then kind of worked my way up through the professional kitchen, uh, got an education in hotel restaurant management, then went in and got an education in the culinary arts uh, and uh, worked my way up the ranks in different restaurants till the point where I was a general manager of a, a variety of different restaurants. And uh, then I started focusing on what can I do better to help this industry? And I really started gravitating towards education. Uh, just by chance, happened to meet a president of a school uh, who was looking to start a culinary program. And uh, that relationship formed, I put together a culinary arts program uh, and uh, ran it as a director uh, for a little over uh, 12 years. And then uh, through that, uh, running of education, uh, Jeremy and I met. Uh, he was an instructor, uh, and uh, our uh, philosophies on the community, on education, on the focus of trying to bring uh, good food to the table, and and the the foundational idea that food connects us all as humans and that our food system is really broken. Uh, so we we ended up uh, leaving the other school and starting Soil to Service uh, with that mission of providing education, awareness, experiences, because we wanted to enhance the livelihood of individuals um, and communities while we're supporting a sustainable food system. So that really, in a nutshell, is our mission. Uh, and then we've done a variety of things under that. So that's a little bit about me and kind of how my very abbreviated path to get here. Uh, so I'll turn it over to Jeremy. Go ahead. Yeah. So thanks again for having us today and sharing uh, what Soil the Service is all about. And um, yeah, I'm a chef all my life. I started very young and worked in the industry and uh, went to school and worked in a variety of different operations and different um, outlets in and around Detroit and the metro surrounding area. And uh, that pathway of working in food and the culinary arts uh, led me to education where I met 
my partner, John Piazza. And uh, through that conversation, we really, and through that professional relationship, developed more of a friendship through those conversations about food, connecting people and education. And um, well, full disclosure, like the culinary education model was broken. You know, traditional school models don't work. And upon further <laughs> discussions and growth professionally and uh, personally, I went back to school and got a degree in sustainable agriculture and uh, really dug into the workings of the global food system and how that is uh, really, really impacted by everything. You know, food is that great connector. And so we uh, started talking about, you know, forming a nonprofit to really help people in the food system that goes beyond just farm to table. And so that's where the soil to service really that whole cycle from the ground all the way to the plate to the delivery and really encapsulating that idea of hospitality and delivering it through education and through that human connection. That's really great. So, so soil to service really is, I mean, it's, it's so many different things and we're going to talk about, uh, you know, what that is, but, but kind of tell us a little bit about, you know, you've told us uh, the mission and, and kind of what it's aimed to do, but, but really what is the core helped you, you start it, you talked about, you know, the, the service industry and things like that kind of being broken, but, but what really, like, what was the aha moment? I think, and obviously I'll speak for Jeremy as well on this. We kind of had an aha moment as we were sitting in my office in the other school. And uh, the when we were kind of putting our two cents together on culinary education, you know, we were both in it. We both understood that it was frustrating to us. We had students that would come in who really had no intention on getting in the industry. They just wanted to learn how to cook. There were students that would get out in the industry after graduating and they didn't know how to work the line. They didn't know how to read a ticket. They didn't know how to set up. They didn't work with a sense of urgency. All those things that a traditional brick and mortar culinary school were, was having a hard time teaching because school is just a different model than working in the business. And so the aha moment is when I think it was even uh, Chef Abby uh, mentioned apprenticeship. You know, it's just like, wow, okay, we can work on education uh, and get live experience at the same time. And so the idea of soil to service, while it was, you know, found you heard our mission, uh, it's very vast, but yet the first initiative that we wanted to accomplish was creating a better system of culinary education because education is, the more you are educated in the field that you work and the better education you have, the better decisions that you can make, the better products you can buy, the better local choices that you can make. So that's one of the reasons we started the apprentice program because it's live work, students earn while they're learning and we deliver, we became the school. So we're a registered uh, and licensed post-secondary education provider so that we're able to, you know, train in the related training instruction, the sanitation, the nutrition, you know, the supervisory management and so on. It's a two-year program uh, that we have uh, and culminate into seven certifications. Uh, the final one being the American Culinary Federation's sous chef certification. So, 
So in addition to providing these culinary school skills and education, I know you offer classes and workshops to the public. Um, you offer scholarships and grants, and then you also publish a magazine. So I really want to break each of those down and, and talk about them individually. And you've kind of already hit on the culinary skills development program. You said it's a two-year program. And so when uh, when students come out of this program, are they you help place them then? You said there's you know an apprenticeship associated with it kind of how does that work yeah so just uh, to kind of clarify everything we have under the gun um so like john was mentioning the, the culinary apprenticeship program we actually formed a, a licensed school in michigan called detroit institute of gastronomy so through that we've been operational enrolling students and just had some graduates complete the program so we're very excited about that as we uh <laughs> made it through the pandemic and everything else and have some successful graduates. So uh, very excited about that. And there's a whole dedicated website, uh, DetroitGastronomy.org, that um, people can take a look at to learn more about our one-year and two-year culinary apprenticeship programs. Um, so with that, we soiled the service and the board of directors and John and I created the culinary skills development program, which is a, a four-week training course called the basically a pre-apprenticeship program. So we work with individuals that are um, maybe disadvantaged in some point. We've had a really big focus with uh, returning citizens in Detroit and Wayne County. And we um, do a four week kind of introduction to the culinary industry and get them some job skills, some basic understanding of what it is to work in a kitchen and get them a little bit of uh, certifications and some credentials to really launch their um, a, a job in the culinary industry or fully enrolled into Detroit Institute of Gastronomy. So with that, that's uh, one little initiative that we're, we do and we grow and through that we um, offer some scholarships and grants. So one of the really successful grant projects that we did was right at the beginning of the pandemic, we offered a hospitality workers grant where we raised some funds and gave a little bit of spending cash to those hospitality workers that might need that little bridge, you know, just we didn't have many restrictions on how they use the money because it might have just gone in their gas tank or it might have been just a meal that they could feed their family. You know, they weren't large grants, but every little bit helps. And so that was one of our big successful projects right at the beginning of the grant of the pandemic shutdown. Wow, that's incredible because that was such a, I mean, it was a difficult time for everyone, but specifically those people who were in the service industry and, you know, weren't able to go to work with restaurants being shut down. That's incredible that you all were able to do that. Yeah. So those little things that, uh, you know, we'd like to uh, try to help the community as any way we can, you know, and like John mentioned, uh, we're both chefs and in the industry. So we have a, you know, pretty, pretty heartfelt uh, you know, passion for that um, avenue of workforce. That's great. And uh, speaking of the scholarships that you mentioned, uh, Detroit Institute of Gastronomy uh, for students that are enrolling uh, in the program, uh, either the one-year or the two-year apprentice program, there are scholarships available, one of them being right now running a residential scholarship. So depending on where you live, uh, there's a certain money awarded to you that's taken right off of the tuition. That's really great. 
And so in addition to the culinary program, I know you also offer classes to the public, including classes for teens um, on cooking with zero waste. What's the goal behind some of those classes that you're offering? Uh, really for, you know, the community and you know, it was one of those items where we continue to grow and it continues to sit on our uh, kind of our radar. But, you know, the, the pandemic really kind of that question mark of social gathering with strangers and things like that. So um, we are available to do some public classes um, for the, you know, private sector, if you will, for those folks that might not want to get a formal education, but want to increase their cooking ability. So at the end of last year, we did a teen cooking class for a group that was like, you know, uh, four sessions that we custom built and designed for the, you know, the client that was looking for that to, to get their, their um, teenagers something to do during winter break. And so it was really, really kind of cool just to, to take this group of six and really um, just expose them to some really, really basic fundamentals of how to hold a knife, you know, because I think a lot of people in a lot of the the younger age range and maybe the older age range never had that opportunity to even learn how to cook at home, you know, and now it's uh, with YouTube and everything else. It's one thing to watch it on a screen. It's another thing to do it in person. So yeah. if we can, if we can provide those little, those light bulb moments of, Oh, I never thought I could use a can of beans like this, you know, Oh, this is really good. You know, that's really what gets, gets us motivated and up in the morning really is to create those light bulb moments surrounded around food, you know, to expose a, a person to asparagus, for example, that might not have ever seen asparagus, much less tasted it or cooked it. And so those are the kind of the, the public classes that we're looking to grow and um, really expand our capacity and outreach for them just through, you know, takes time <laughs> to get our name out there and, you know, great opportunities like this help us do that. That's great. I um, personally would probably benefit from everything that you just talked about. I do not cook at all. <laughs> we have we have an arrangement in our household that I I do all the cleaning up afterwards. My husband will do all the cooking, and so I think he goes out of his way to make it extra messy for me. <laughs> well, I'm sure he does. That's good. Sounds like my childhood. <laughs> So in working with um, with your both your students and then those in the in the public and the community that you're working, in what ways, how do you work with them to stress the importance of supporting locally grown food and supporting Michigan farmers in, in their cooking and in their classes? What's fascinating is, uh, and I want to just branch off just a little bit into Edible Wow, because I think they kind of fit together. <clears throat> that, you know, Edible Wow, which is a magazine that we publish uh, under Soil to Service, uh, a nonprofit. Uh, and one of the things that we do in that magazine is do cooking classes and cooking demos. Uh, and so interwoven into what Jeremy was talking about and, and public classes, we go to the farmer's markets uh, and we provide classes for the attendees, you know, free of charge uh, for the people that come to farmer's markets. And in fact, one of the things I think it does and really helps Michigan products is that we're a draw. 
you know, people love to have a chef in front of them. And we, it's not just us doing it. We get different chefs, different restaurant chefs, and they come in and they talk about their specialty and they do it inside the market or right outside where everybody's selling their product. And they utilize that product and talk about it and say, this is some of the freshest, you know, whatever it is, but they're utilizing those local farmer's product right there. And then the people can turn around after watching that demo and go purchase that product and create it at home. So I think there really is a good synergy uh, between, you know, the cooking with edible wow courses that we do and the demonstrations with connecting people right to the local Michigan product. That's fantastic. And that was right into what I was going to ask next about Edible Wow and kind of who your your target audience is and and what, you know, what message you're sharing through that magazine. Uh, Wow, that's a that's a lot to cover. Um, (laughs) Really, I think the the primary, you know, audience is people that love food. You know, Edible Wow has been in publication, I think, uh, 14, 15 years now as they uh, really the tagline is telling the story of food in Southeast Michigan, you know, because it does, it focuses on farmers, producers, chefs, um, programs, uh, products, and really just expanding that message as the original founders are, you know, looking to transition, they found us. And so we, uh, you know, purchased it as the nonprofit and really because it fits in so well with our mission. And it fits so well with the educational aspects. So we look to expand and grow it. Um, since we have assumed it, it's been, you know, we've increased the distribution. So we're printing more magazines than they ever have before. And we're not holding on to them um, because, you know, people love, still love print magazine. You know, and it's, uh, we pride ourselves on it being that coffee table magazine where you don't throw it out. You know, it hangs around because of, the, the imagery, the content, the recipes, whatever it is that, you know, the resource for farmers in Michigan for that awesome seasonal Michigan produce that it features in that recipe. And so it really does drive that overall mission of soil to service and, you know, local sustainable um, quality, you know, and it, it's all about Michigan. <laughs> so um, I think that our audience is, you know, it's, you can, people can subscribe to get it delivered right to their doors so they don't even have to find it. Um, and then, you know, continuing to get out to markets, farmers markets, like, you know, John mentioned, and we do have a huge presence and great partnerships in um, Metro Detroit with things like the Michigan Science Center. We do demos there at Eastern Market, Oakland County. Uh, farmers market, Bowers community, uh, school farm. So we try to get really the not only the publication out there, but really the education through demonstrations of with local chefs and pairing Michigan products because it is it's a great agricultural state. You know we have some incredible food here, and you know that impact we do try to carry the message of the benefit of eating local um, on a whole systemic level with you know, better health, better nutrition, better for the environment, better for your uh, wallet, um, as everybody's concerned about food costs and all those other things right now, that it really does drive that message to the community and the more people that we can help, the better. 
Absolutely. I uh, received my copy actually yesterday and it is, I can Yay. confirm, it is an excellent, excellent magazine. Very well done. I was incredibly impressed. So I, um, you know, as we've talked about some of the incredible things that Soil Service is doing, um, I did want to share that you're actually teaming up with us, with Michigan Grow Michigan Great, for an event in a few weeks at Greenfield Village. Can you share a little bit more about what that event is and what we'll be doing? Yeah, so this is a super exciting event that has been uh, 160 years in the making. Uh, so, so a little bit of that history, uh, there used to be a downtown and you can read all about it in the Edible Wild magazine because we just did a story on it. Uh, there was a produce terminal, the Detroit Central Market was right in the heart of downtown. And as more city dwellers populated downtown Detroit uh, and less farmers, uh, they, the city dwellers didn't know how to get their food. They weren't able to, you know, go to the farm. So the farmers brought this and in 1860. It was the original huge, it was about the size of a football field of uh, uh, building that they would come together as a central market and sell their goods, sell flowers, sell their produce. Uh, and that's where the city dwellers got their their stuff to eat. And um, it operated for around 30 years. Eastern Market had opened at that time uh, and that property became very valuable. So they ended up moving, you know, closing that Detroit Central Market facility and moving it to Belle Isle where it started to be a horse and carry, uh, horse and buggy um, uh, storage area for the city. So it, it had its ups and downs on Belle Isle, but 20 years ago, uh, the Greenfield Village received a grant to be able to take it from, in its decrepit state, take it from Belle Isle and put it in storage basically till the time they could be able to resurrect it. And so 20 years in that making now, they've been raising money and developing the Carver Carson Society, which is a big proponent of uh, uh, restoring uh, the Detroit Central Market, which they have. So it is now located in Greenfield Village the original produce terminal for Detroit. And so this is uh, June 10th, 11th, and 12th, 2022, uh, is the um, dedication ceremony for that. So Greenfield Village is going to dedicate it. Uh, there's going to be just a uh, kind of a trade show carnival type events that are happening. And it's gonna recreate some of that energy and that vibe from way back when. Now, yes, there will be um, horses and carriages going by just like it used to be. Uh, they're gonna have uh, actors in period clothing uh, talking about as if they were at the market then. Uh, but one of the things that's really exciting is we're bringing in new businesses. You know, there's gonna be, you know, all different types of small producers. We're gonna have farmers, we're gonna have chef demos, which is where we're partnering. Um, uh, and uh, we're, you know, they're going to, the, the demos are going to start talking about Michigan product. They're going to provide samples for people. I mean, it's estimated about 10,000 people are going to be cruising through Greenfield Village at that time. Uh, and uh, they're going to get a taste of what that market was uh, and uh, how Greenfield Village may be using it in the future. That is, it's so exciting. We are so excited to be a part of it. 
Um, you know, there are going to be, as you mentioned, a number of cooking demonstrations going on that weekend that will be featuring Michigan specialty crops so we can tell the story of the great and vast diversity of Michigan foods. So definitely, if people are in the area, if they are interested in checking this event out, please head over to Greenfield Village. I'll say it again, June 10th, 11th, and 12th, and come to the dedication weekend. It's going to be a really, really exciting time. Oh, it's going to be fantastic. Always something going on. Absolutely. Well, Jeremy and John, thank you so much for joining us on the Michigan Agriculture and Food Podcast to talk about soil to service and the great ways that you're supporting the Detroit community and really all of Michigan. Where can our listeners more uh, find out more about everything going on with the organization? So you can start by checking out soil, the number two, soil2service.org. Uh, they can peruse ediblewow.com for the publication when interested in uh, a culinary education through apprenticeship. It's DetroitInstituteOfGastronomy.org. All of those are on the social channels as well, Facebook and Instagram. So they can check us out there uh, by hitting the ediblewow.com website. They'll be asked to sign up for a newsletter so they can uh, keep informed of all the great things that the Edible Wow sector does. And uh, yeah, we look forward to uh, seeing everyone on June 10th through the 12th. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you again both for being here. It is our pleasure. Thanks. Thanks. Connecting with your food is easy in Michigan because of the 300 plus wholesome foods and products that are grown right here on more than 46,000 farms. Many people play a role in providing delicious food for you, including culinary professionals and those involved in food service. Thank you for listening and join us next time when we'll learn about more food, drinks, and people that are Michigan AF. The Michigan AF Podcast is a project of the Michigan Ag Council and the Michigan Grown, Michigan Great campaign. We are a coalition of farmers and agribusinesses committed to providing the best possible foods and products for our neighbors, communities, and the state we all love. To hear more podcasts and to learn about Michigan's agriculture diverse sector, visit michigangrown.org. Mm-hmm.